Guys, we're going to talk about Vaigash tonight from a different aspect. And uh, we're going to start with the idea of Vaigash Elav Yehuda. Of course, we have to explain this whole concept of Vaigash Elav Yehuda. The translation, the little translation of the verse is Yehuda get closer to him or you approach him. Or if you want to go deeper, Vaigash, it's almost to confront someone. He confront him. Vaigash Elav Yehuda, who is Elav? Why does it say Vaigash Yehuda El Yosef? He used the word Elav. So from here, the Zohar is learning that there is a code here. There is a secret code that we need to penetrate. I will, I will go, as usually I do, we're going to go through the Parsha. I'm just going to read the Parsha to you so you know what the story, what's the basic. And then we're going to go to different Mepharshim, Sfat Emet, Rabbeinu Bechai, Kerem Shlomo. So it's a, it's a, Al Yechar Apcha Be'avdecha Kemo Paro. Yehuda is approaching, is approaching basically, uh, Yosef is telling him, listen, you cannot take Binyamin as a servant. You cannot take Binyamin as a slave, and I would like to negotiate a deal with you. It's basically a negotiation. For that reason, we, we call this, this uh, 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 week talk, you know, confrontation versus avoiding. A lot of time people avoiding uh, to do the right thing. You know, there is people who are what we call oblivious. Oblivious is the beginning of the wrong behavior. You, you, you have no idea what's going on. You don't want to know what's going on. You know, and then the next level is being responsible. You are responsible for something. And the highest idea is called da'aga. As Masechet Chagiga say, en Muslim sodot, meaning you only can give secret to somebody who cares. What's the difference between a care person and a responsible? Responsible is doing your job. I don't know if you have people working for you. I don't know. They, they, they painting the wall. They, they do the job. What about if they need to paint the other wall? It's not their job. That's already a caring person. So a caring person is the highest level. Responsible person doing the job. Oblivious, don't care about nothing. You know, just about egoism in, instead of altruism. So this is how we look at people. For you, if you want to read people very quickly, you have to divide them into those three categories without judging them. So you know who you're working with. Are you working with oblivious? Are you working with somebody who cares? Are you working with somebody who is responsible? What type of person? The way you know that somebody is truly care. Here we have extra seat here. If you want, you can sit there. Okay, you have. Okay. <laughs> I thought everybody's in vacation now. I'm supposed to be vacation. I didn't expect. Anyway, okay. So that's that's the idea. So Yehuda is approaching Yosef. He's basically threatening him in different language. He is basically threatening him, and. As that go about negotiation from both sides, we're going to explain more about it in a second. Uh, basically, Yosef eventually revealed himself. It seemed like the, the, the good uh, uh, end to the bad story from last week or from last three weeks. And, uh, and uh, of course, the brother, when Yosef has revealed himself to, to them, they got scared. They got panicked because they thought, okay, Yosef is about to kill us because... He remember everything that, that uh, they did to him. Uh, and now it's time for them to get paid for whatever happened. But Yosef is answering something very nice. He say, don't worry about it. God sent me here. I'm seeing the good in every bad thing that happened to me. In fact, you know, the Zohar write in many, many places that who are the people who will be accepted to the upper world? Who, who will be the people who accept it? And he say, Misha Afach Mar Lematok. Whoever is capable to take something bitter and turn it into sweet. 
It's not enough for the person just do mitzvot, wear a nice yarmulke and long beard, tzitzit, v'chule v'chule. Or in the women, uh, they do afrashat challah, they light candle of Shabbat. You need to turn a bad story into a good story. That's why you are here. If you cannot turn a bad story into a good story, you miss the whole point. So what's a mitzvot are for? What is the study of the Torah for? It's, a, it's a in the Talmud. You know, Torah tones talosamamav. It's dangerous. The Torah itself can become the drug of death. Or it can become etzachayim. It can become the tree of life. How can it become tree of life? If you take your story, which is negative, and you make it positive. Think about tonight. Are you ready? This is something you have to ask yourself. Are you ready to turn your story from negative to positive? Something you have to ask yourself. Are you ready to do so? If you're ready to do so, are you ready to confront the idea, to confront the issue, to see what needs to be done? There's something you have to ask yourself. Those two questions have to be in your mind. I'm not going to repeat them tonight. Are you ready to turn whatever is not working in your life to make it work? And second question, are you ready to confront the issue? Confront necessarily meaning to fight. The idea is we continue the story. Uh, we, they realize Yosef is with them. And of course, uh, Yosef, uh, the, the message that Yosef is alive is coming all the way to Jacob, who is the one who announced it to Jacob that Yosef is alive. It's a woman. Somebody know the name? Who is the woman who announcing to Yaakov that, and she get the blessing that she will live forever. If you have Persian in the crowd, you're supposed to know it. Serach Batasher. Serach Batasher. Very good. Why I say Persian have to know it? Because uh, the Persian believed that the last place that Serach Batasher was revealed is a city called Esfean. Esfan, I'm sure you don't know where it is. Esfan is a place in, you know where Esfan? Yeah. Iran, yes, Esfan. And that's the last play where they actually been revealed. So it was revealed last time, Sarah Bashar, and she got the blessing that she will live forever. This is unbelievable. But what's the idea? The idea that Yaakov was depressed. Yaakov was sad. When you're depressed or sad, you cannot see the truth. Your eyes are closed. You can't see what's going on. So a lot of time when things are not working for you and you get kind of upset, you're right about being upset. You know, you ever see an angry person, they're absolutely right about what they say. But they're still miserable. Nothing happened after that. I'm still miserable. I'm upset about not getting what I want. And I'm not changing my life because of that. So being angry will change nothing. But when you look at the premiute of the Indian, when you look at the internal meaning of everything, when you become what we call Yehudi, Yehudi mean, Yehudi mean Jewish, or Yehuda. What is Yehudi? What is Yehudi? How, how do you define Yehudi? Well, you have to go back to the name. Who gave the name to Yehuda? Who gave the name to Judah? Who gave it to him? His mother, right? What is his mother's name of Yehuda? Come on, guys, you got to know that. Leah, very good. And why she gave him the name Yehuda? Yoducha. You're from the Ata Odet Hashem. Now I'm going to appreciate God. Now I'm going to say thank you to God. Now I'm going to have gratitude toward God. So this whole idea of gratitude, that's what you need to do to become Jewish. So what about the Brit Milah, what about circumcision and Tefillin and the Rosh Shabbat and the, the Chalah? This is tool to bring you back to the originality of who you are. You want to be more appreciative. You want to have more gratitude over things. Then of course, You'll be great. Somebody told me as they walk in, I think it was him, you know. So he said to me, hey, what would be the definition of a good food? I said to him, I don't know what's the definition. He said, very good answer. He said to me, when you are hungry, it's definitely a good food. Now, it doesn't sound a big deal, but it is a big deal. You know, when you are hungry, you appreciate 
glass of water. You appreciate a piece of bread. So where does it come from? Odaya. So to be what we call Yehudi or Yehuda, look inside and ask yourself, did I lately make the list of all the good things I have in my life? I know New Year's is coming and everybody will celebrate, some with alcohol, some will counting, I don't know, that uh, second going down, some will wait in the Times Square for, is, is it the apple that fall down or is it light? Something that falling down there, something going from up to down and everybody waiting, you know? And some people will sit and will basically study. You know that this is the best time you can study actually Torah. And when you study that time Torah, you need to know all the mind of humanity. Seven billion people at least, mind are open to receive something. When you study spirituality at that time, you are injected to the world positivity. But the list you want to make is not what you don't have. That's a mistake people are doing. They always make a list of the things they don't have and they start praying for it to happen. For New Year and the only commitment that they do, you go on Google after that. What is the number one commitment people do on New Year Eve? Very good. Lose weight. Yo, go check it out. It's the only commitment. And 89% of them not even keeping that commitment. Everybody get a keychain of the gym, you know, it's a touch and all this, but nothing happening. Because a commitment to get is always shortcoming. But a commitment to have a gratitude for things I already have, now that's an achievement. Let's, let's dig deep into the parsha and see where it's taking us, okay? Let's see where it's taking us. I'm going to start uh, basically sharing, teaching, guiding you into the area of confrontation. Confrontation is not the easy thing. Most people who are afraid to confront because they're afraid of rejection. People who have fear of rejection, fear of abandonment, psychological fear of abandonment and rejection, they're afraid to confront. Some other people who confront, they confront after it's become like a volcano, meaning they took it into the heart and liver for too long and then they explode and scream. That's not confrontation. That's out of control confrontation. Meaning you're not confronting. You're just angry about what happened to you. Where does anger come from? Fear. So because you have, you have cooking within your stomach a lot of fear, then you come and explode. Confrontation is think about what am I confronting? What am I actually doing to change something in my life? And I went through different mefarshim, different idea of commentary. I'm going to start with the Sfatimet, which I already explained. Yehudim, what is it? What is a Jew? Is people who are capable to see the good in everything. Now, what is the connection to Yehuda and Yosef? It says, Vaigash elav Yehuda. Yehuda getting the news that Binyamin, Binyamin, the brother of Yosef, he doesn't know it's Yosef yet. He's, he's confronting an Egyptian king. And he's telling him, that's it, I'm taking Binyamin away from you because he stole that cup, that gavia, the secret of the gavia. And that's it, he's going to prison. He promised Yaakov to bring him back. So now Yehuda dealing with the situation which is, he can't change it. He's stuck. He doesn't know what to do. He has to confront. He has to go for it. He has to say, this is not going to happen. And what happened? Look what Sfatemet said. He said, you want to know why people are able to change bitter to sweet. You want to know why people can change darkness into light? It's only because they're able to see the internals of everything. What is the internal of everything? What is the essence of everything that we are experiencing in life? 
What do we have here? What is life is all about? What is this microphone and this podium, me, you, uh, I don't know, a, a fly in the street, a tree, a tiger, what has within them that it's the same for all of us? What's the premute of everything? What's the internal of everything? What do you think? The internal of every existence in this universe has one thing in common. Yeah, but not, not in words like this, like in English. What, what, is, what is this one thing in common? Seriously, I don't want to give you the answer. I want you to struggle with that a little bit. Essence? Huh? Essence, essence, essence of what? Essence of, um, yeah, and what is that? That's very good. That's the direction. The neshama come from where? From good, from God. So very good. So the creator, the creator, the light of the creator is exists within everything. So let's go back to your situation in life. Think about your situation right now, whatever is not working. You're not making money, you're losing money, a relationship problem, the wife left me, the husband ran away. Uh, I don't know, I'm jealous for my husband because he talked to the other girl and he shouldn't talk. I don't know what's gonna happen, I'm not getting married, I'm trying to shidduch, the shminduch, nothing work, all the negative thing. Within those negative thing, do you think is the light of the creator existing? Yeah. Yes. As the Breslev Rebbe said, meaning even in the worst situation you're going through, you can find the creator within that. If you can find the creator within that, that means you must be positive because you just found the creator. Are you only going to find the creator only when you're eating your uh, vanilla ice cream? Oh, it's so good. It's so sweet. <laughs> right? Or you're going to find the creator within the situation that don't make sense to you. Nothing makes sense about it. You've been arrested by the police. You have no idea what they're arresting you. In the end, they say, I'm sorry, it was a mistake. Was that really a mistake? Or the creator was involved in that too? You lost money on the wrong investment. It was good investment, and it turned to be bad investment. People get married, you know? Always when they invite me to do a wedding between couples, you know, I'm looking, and I, and I hope it's one of those one are not going to end up kaha, because you, you always see them before they get married. Oh my God, I miss him. I miss you too. And I miss you. Oh, it's such a nice week. Oh, and then six years later, oh my God, lawyers and fight and balagan and malasod and liyao, tishmav, and all ivanu, didn't get it. Makara, makara. So always people ask me, why you, you, you make the wedding ceremony so long before they break the cup? Why everything is short? Sheva brachot, kol maher, geffen, before the break, the cup said, guys, wait, now it's the test. This cup you're going to break right now? What do you say? Who knows what the verse you say when you break the cup? Maybe some of you are not married yet. If I will forget Jerusalem, it's if I will forget my right hand. Don't you think it's a bit depressing? It's a wedding night. It's a wedding, you have your borekas, you have a little good meat, a lamb, in the middle of that, to give you the, that, uh, I don't know, the Yiddish words for that, this, stick it to you a little bit, to make you feel uncomfortable in the chupa. And we used to it, because we're Jewish, we have the Jewish guilt. So before, everything seemed nice, you look at each other, you did, everybody smiled to you, flower, nice, the kala look amazing, the chatan with the suit, everything. Then the rabbi comes and say, hey, listen, you're bringing the cup. Remember Jerusalem 2,000 years ago? You don't want your wedding to end up this way. So what happened? Why, why, why the temple was destroyed? 
שנאת חינם. You know what שנאת חינם מינים לו? שנאת חינם מינים, it was a lot of hatred between people. Within the hatred toward you. Listen to this carefully. Do you feel there is a bracha in it? Can you find a bracha when somebody doesn't like you? You gotta find a bracha. Because the commentary find a bracha why the Egyptian hate us. The Egyptian hate us so we'll never mix with them. That's why they hate us. Sometimes the people who hate you, it's actually excellent for you. Because you don't have to be in their territory. You slowly, slowly separate from them and you have a better life. So you gotta find the the internal and everything and then you will be happy not just with good news, you will be happy with bad news. You invest some money in the stock, 2008, a lot of people lost money, real estate and stock, they invest money and they come home, whatever it costs, as my friend called me today from Florida, I said, I put $30,000 and today it's $40. I said, 40,000? He said, no, 40, like four, zero, dollar. I put that about, this about, that about, this about, there's no good about it because he said to me that vacuum between a lot, no, and you, because I talked to him about it today, I said, you tell me there is a bracha in it, I say yes, yes bracha, yes bracha, yes bracha, yes bracha rabotai, there is a blessing within the chaos and that's up to you as a human being to awaken it, please, so please remember that is Leah choose the name Yehuda and then we become the, the Judios in Spanish or Judah or whatever name you want to call it, Yahud in Arabic. Okay, in the end is always stay the same name, Yahud, Yehudi, Yehudi Odaya, Animode, Animode. I say thank you, I have gratitude. You know what I do when I wake up in the morning? My first pray, Animode Gam, Mode Ani Lefanecha. We start first thing in the morning because that's what I do. That's my business. Now, if you can do all the mitzvot in the world, but you cannot say thank you, you will never connect to the mahut, to the essence, like you say, of your spiritual self. You want a happy life? Find not the good story of your life. Make a list of your bad story before New Year Eve coming because seven billion soul will be open. It's not a Jewish holiday. So what does this relate to us? It's not relate to us at all. So what does that mean? It means there is souls that open. At that time when things are open, it's when you have more, more than one billion people doing the same thing, even if it's not related to Judaism, there is an opening. Dina de Malchuta Dina, it's called. Dina de Malchuta Dina. Sfatemet continue and say, the connection with Yehuda Yosef is not a regular connection. It's called in Kabbalah, the connection between Ze'er Pin and Malchut. I will explain it. You don't have to worry about uh, not understanding me. Zeran Pin, I will give it in a simple language, is representing the potential or the vision of things or the idea. It doesn't have roots. It's like the seed without the ground. That's Zeran Pin. So Zeran Pin was Yosef. Yosef was the visionary. He's the visionary. Judah is the manifesto. Two type of personality that when they meet, it's a win. Remember that. Visionary, manifesto. Manifesto is not a visionary. Visionary is not a manifesto. Uh, Bill Gates and the guy who worked with him, what is his name? The manifesto of Bill Gates was uh, Paul Allen, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So, visionary, manifesting. Always remember. So, a lot of time people don't know what to do with this. Because when they meet people and ask them, what happened? Why this marriage didn't work? And they always tell me, we are very different. 
So that's great being different. It's not boring. If you are the same, you're going to read Wall Street Journal. You're never going to see each other in the next 20 years, you know, you're covering your face. Pass me the business, pass me the sport, pass me the, the front, like that, like that. Nothing going on. But you're different at all. One is manifesting, one is a vision. Ah, Nifla. This is the real thing. Only if you have gratitude to the quality of the other person. Because a lot of people come with a flag. Yes, it's all about love the neighbor as they self. It's true. It's a very important mitzvah. But it's not important if it's not a mitzvah. Let me repeat it again. Jewish ethics. Ethics, am I saying it correctly? Ethics. Ethics. Jewish ethics, it's not a, mo a regular morality. It's attached to something called mitzvah. I don't know if you understand what I'm just saying to you. Mitzvah is something that's being commanded from above. So when you love the neighbor as themselves because you feel like it, it's mean nothing. It's nice. It's nice. You're just a nice guy. But that's mean you're going back to the 60s to, what's her name? Uh, Janice Joplin and Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. What's the name of that big event that they took a place? Uh, what they call? That's the name. Yeah, Woodstock. So you are there. Everybody, oh, I love you, love you, love you. What's the next drug? No. But the love has to come from a mitzvah. It has to come from a command from above. Meaning, I love you because God commanded me to love you. That has to be the beginning. So for that reason, it's not going to change. It's not going to be, oh my God, you didn't make me a chocolate milk. I don't think I like you. That's not it. That's not a mitzvah. I have to love you. And I hope I will grow to love you because I want to love you. Now I have to love you. But I hope I grow to love you. Because the mitzvah is something come from above. You like it, you don't like it. Some people accept that there is God in heaven, but they don't accept that there is order come from heaven. They just, yeah, of course I believe in God. And you know that God said that you have to love people in that condition. Eh, well, maybe God was in a bad mood. I don't know, he wrote it. It doesn't work like that. There is laws. Those laws called alachot. I don't know if you heard the word, and you go by those alachot. One of the mitzvot come from the Oraita, come from the Torah. Love the neighbor as thyself. But don't turn it into a cool Janice Joplin style. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do this fake love the neighbor as thyself. I'm practicing to love the people I don't want to love. That's when it starts. It's not, oh, I love my kids. I love my wife. I love my husband. I love all of them. No, no. Who is the person you hate? Can you practice loving them? Now you're starting the mitzvah. You just start doing the mitzvah. So don't give me that. Now, some people ask me, do I have to start loving the people who are my enemy? No. You don't have to love your enemy. You don't have to. You cannot hate them, but you don't have to love your enemy. But practice some people that you're not crazy about. Maybe they smell bad and you don't like people who smell bad. Start there. Maybe they don't behave nice. Maybe when they eat, they always move the elbow on your fork and it's falling. Get, get those people. It's a practice of love. Now, Rabbeinu Bechai, talking about confrontation, okay? Uh, taking at different levels. I'm, 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 of course, what I'm doing, I'm making like a little bit, I'm creating a salad for you. A little tomato, a little zucchini, a little cucumber, onion, fry, and you will take it into any place you want based on the time permitting. So Rabbeinu Bechai explained that Yehuda was actually warning Yosef. He threatened him. He said, listen, you, uh, Yosef. He didn't know who was Yosef. Say, you know who I am? My name is Judah. You know who my father is? My father's name is Jacob. You know who my brother is? My brother's name is Shimon Velevi. Last time somebody messed with us, we killed the whole village. And one time when Yaakov says something, it happened. 
you Yosef on the other hand, he didn't know who was Yosef. You are saying Pharaoh. That Pharaoh guy is weak. Everything you say, nothing happened from what he said. So he's not a real prophet. That's actually what you would have said. The question is, when is the right thing for us to go and confront somebody strongly? When, when is the time that you say enough is enough and you put the person in their place? This is a question we have to ask ourselves, and I cannot answer it like, like that because it's one-on-one. -on -one. If, if you come to me and see me one-on-one -on -one and tell me, Liao, that's what I'm going through, one, two, three, what to do, I will tell you. But it's not fair to tell it to all group because each one of you is going through something. And maybe some of you have more egoism than altruism. See, if I tell you, hey, nobody should talk to you that way, maybe it's actually good for you, you know? Most of the time, I'm going to say something that the guys will hate me for. Please, guys, I want you to love me. So the Arizal, Rabbi Isaac Luria, in the gate of Gilgulim, Shara Gilgulim, he writes something difficult. He writes, and, I, I'm, and I'm doubting him to say it because I don't want the women now to have ego because of what's written. Don't, 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 oh, we, we knew it, we knew it. Don't, don't do that. Just understand what to do with it. Rabbi Isaac Luria writes in Shara Gilgulim, that true tikkun, tikkun meaning correction, uh, the reason we are here, that in this world is truly for the men. This universe is built for the men. Man is supposed to come here and do the correction for himself. So what are the women doing here? So most of the women actually don't have to, to come here. The Zohar in Parashat Mishpatim, it's called Veyatsa'a Ishto. Imo, those of you who know Parashat Bishpatim, Ishto Imo. Ishto Imo meaning the female soul that attached to him come with him to this world to help him. So a lot of time when you see a woman confronting a guy and it doesn't make sense to you, she's yelling at him, she's screaming at him, she's pushing him, don't judge it. Don't, don't be very bad because it could be that man is going to what we call laundry time. This is his laundry time. It's actually cleaning him. It's making him better. In the Gemara, it's talking about Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia is a very tough wife, the toughest wife ever, the toughest wife that exists. And everybody wouldn't understand how Rabbi Chia stayed with this woman. She torturing him. It was a nightmare. And he used to say, listen, she's exactly what I need in my life. Another rabbi, Rav Zusha, those of you who know Rav Zusha from Annapoli, Rav Zusha's wife was very difficult. She used to scream at him in front of his Talmudim, uh, in front of his uh, student. And uh, uh, he never answered back. After 20 years of marriage, she come to the class like that. And she starts screaming at him. He screamed at her back. And the students say, Rabbi, whoa, 20 years, not even one word. And now you scream at her? How come you're doing it? And he say, well, I start feeling it bother her that I'm ignoring her after 20 years. So I decided to say something. So sometimes in life, sometimes in life, you have to speak back. You have to confront when it's not only about you. If you're a mother and you see your children being abused, you have to speak up. If you're a father and you see your children get abused, you have to speak up. If you're representing not just the me, which is the ego, speak up. A lot of time, we see it in this time, since October 7, as Israeli, for me, I'm a little shocked. You know, I come from Israel. I didn't know there is... I, I, to be honest, I didn't know. I met with the... Uh, what's the name? ADL, it's called anti. Uh, yeah, ADL guy in Boca Raton many years ago. And I remember when he talked to me about anti Semitism in America, I look at him, <laughs> stop it. I said, come on. 
And when that happened after October 7, I realized how much I was wrong. I didn't even know that there is, I didn't even have a clue that there is an enemy. Like, I'm not talking about whatever happened in Israel. I'm talking about, like I sit with my daughter and I said to her, yeah, first thing you need to understand, they don't like us. Very simple. They're just not into us. They don't like us. I don't want to say hate us, but they don't like us. And it doesn't matter why they don't like us. They just don't like us. Whatever you wear, a nice coat, a nice, I don't know, watch, or you, are, you, are, you don't have money, it doesn't matter. Why am I sharing this with you? If you're confronting someone for the sake of helping your people, that's a very big difference than you confronting someone because you want to defending yourself. So sometimes in life you have to wait until you realize you are not only doing it for you. If you can do it at that time, then you are fine to do it. But if it's only you benefit from this confrontation, slow down. Please slow down. It's time, it's time to slow down. We say that. Question on that before we move on? No? Yeah, I can repeat that. Whatever they put in my tank, I don't know what to repeat. When you confront people about what you benefit from it, skip it. But if you confront people or someone because it's good for others, it's a different story. But don't 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 fake it. I mean, don't fake it. Don't say, I need the cheesecake. So I'm gonna say, hey, uh, everybody's hungry for cheesecake. I'm here to defend them. No. Your need has to be zero for that situation. I want nothing, but I think it can be good for them. It's very important that we will understand that confrontation cannot be when you are the only one who benefit from it, or confrontation cannot be using crowd because you will benefit from it later. It's not fair. Yes. No, don't continue to suffer. Why are you there? Leave. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. Uh, you asked the right guy. I was bullied in school all my life. I grew up in uh, one of the toughest neighborhoods in Israel. So if I tell you where I grew up, you're all gonna leave. So I grew up with the mafia, the biggest mafia people, and all that. And sometimes in life, uh, uh, you have to change. You have to uh, find a way to go above that. Of course, you're allowed to defend yourself, uh, but the best thing to do if you if we're talking about marriage let's start with marriage first if you're in the wrong relationship and you feel abused it's time to get out do not wait for somebody who is bad to become better if they want to become better there is something called a psychiatrist psychologist or at least mentor something if he doesn't go she doesn't go to help for help nothing going to change it's just going to get worse when it's coming to bully something that we have a problem in school right now has to do a lot with the teacher with the education those kids getting from their parents, you know, it's those are the two ingredients that is very important. I grew up in a very bad, bad neighborhood, like bad neighborhood, like drugs, knife, prostitution, guns, dead body in the street, stuff like that, like bad. And you have to continue like nothing happened because you might be the next one. And uh, and the idea, thank God to my mom, I have to say thank God to my mom. I mean, I hit what my mom did to me. She put me basically at home and just study and study and study and study. I basically tried to imagine, I didn't live far from Tel Aviv. I only said Tel Aviv when I was 15. It's kind of weird, you know, a little bit, I'm 20 minutes from Tel Aviv. But, uh, that's how much you know, we study. But some of the kids in my age didn't make it. They die either from drugs, overuse of drugs, or, or they die. So what's going to happen when you 
I'm talking about tough neighborhood now. If you confront the wrong guy or the wrong girl, even there, it might be the end of life too. Meaning knife or gun or or other thing. So I, I don't want to make the, the picture too dark for you, babe, because you're not going to meet it in America like that. It's it's less of a crime than there. Or maybe there is. Maybe I don't know about it too. Maybe it exists. I, I don't think it's, but I don't think it exists here that bad. Oh, do you have you have stuff like this here? No, you don't have it. Washington Heights. No, good area. Okay, okay, okay. Come back, come back. Good question, good question. What is your name? Aviva. Aliza. Thank you for the question, Aliza. But again, I hope, I'm sorry, Aliza, I'm sorry I didn't fully answer you, but I hope I answered it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So you have to do it for the others. This is the way things go. Now, of course, eventually you have to confront the situation. The kid need to confront the one who's bullied them, not because they want to punch them, because they need to overcome something. Because in life, you have two ingredients for success. There is a success itself, which means result, and there is overcoming. There is two words you have to always remember, success and overcoming. Success is overcoming, is, is money, how much money you make, uh, how many people I dated, uh, where did I go vacation, that's numbers. Overcoming is a very difficult thing. I overcome my ego, I overcome my jealousy, I overcome my anger, I overcome the fear of confronting that guy who bullied me, okay? So this is, this is the root of real success, of confrontation. By the way, I went back to those people, if we talk about bully, I went to those people that uh, whoever still alive, whoever carry a gun, whoever has the mafia, and I basically go and I talk to them and, and no, no problem, told them, but it was many years later, of course, many years later when I was felt ready, I did confront one guy who uh, was looking for me for with a Kalachnikov. You know what a Kalachnikov? It's like AK-47. I had no choice because I had to confront it or don't know where he's going to find me. And when I went there, he, he had the drinking problem. He started crying to me and we talk and we are friends till today. Sometimes you have to confront. I don't want to give advice to people to go confront all the people who bully you because of the danger. Because sometimes if you do the wrong move, I'm sorry to say, there's a lot of Bishigina. You know what Bishigina? A lot of... Uh, uh, weirdo out there that so so okay i'm moving now to poland to the city of rofschitz you know in in poland those of you who never been in rofschitz the rofschitz is a great rabbi one of my favorite my, my kids all the time when they say the name you see me dance why i love the rabbi naftali rofschitz because rabbi naftali i don't speak yiddish Steinish, but rabbi naftali rofschitz when he sees when he see a jewish person start crying to god and crying and sad and hitting the heart and he says something in Yiddish, which I don't know how to say. He says, hey, listen, father is not home. Stop it. Meaning, if you are so miserable all day long, uh, the father will not listen to your prayer. Smile a little bit. Uplift yourself. You have problems, so what? Smile, and then talk to God. You cannot knock on, on, on the king door with belevush sak, meaning with, with sadness and depression. You have to come with happiness. That's a rofshit, a shita. Rabbi Naftali Mirovshit. So let's, he, he wrote a book, which is one of my favorite books of all time. It's called Zera Kodesh. I'm sorry, it's not in English, but soon a lot of those books will be in English, Bezrat Hashem. Um, let's say, if we talk confrontation, how do you take the word confrontation to get closer to the Creator? Mao seem to get closer to the Creator when you feel you are terrible. You ever felt you are terrible? Anybody ever went to a moment that you look at yourself and say, eh, I'm coming to Yom Kippur like this, me, 
if one of the creator, eh, last year I promised, here is the list from last year, I'm looking at the note, I will never do this, I did, more than I did two years ago, I will never speak Lashonara, uh, way worse, and, uh, and you go through the paper and you say, and now I'm coming to Yom Kippur again, and again I'm saying, Hashem, no, I want, I, want, I want to talk to you, I want to talk to you, what went wrong, uh, it was difficult, and uh, it didn't work out, uh, how do you do it? So that's what the Rav Shite called confrontation. He said, when you come to God, how do you confront God? When you feel you're low, when you feel you're not the greatest. He's giving us three points. I recommend either write it down or either listen to the recording later. Okay? So when you come to confront Hashem, when you feel down, you come in front of Hashem, you come in front of the Creator, those of you pray, and I hope some of you are still praying, or all of you praying, you come in front of the Creator, and first thing you do, you're saying to the Creator, I know I'm nothing. First, I know I'm nothing. But I know who my grand-grandfather was. Their name was Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And I came from them. That's what the Rothschilds say to do. I came from them. So first thing, I want you to know why I'm here to pray. Maybe I'm good. I'm not good. But I'm the grand-grandson of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Second thing. You say to the Creator, that's how the Rav Shitsa used to pray. Second thing you say, maybe I'm so bad, but within me there is nitzots. There is a spark that you put inside of me. Because of you, I have a soul. So that's the second thing I come to talk to you. Because I have a soul within me and I want to approach you. And the third thing that he say to do, and look at this, what he say. It's saying it say in Masechet Barachot, Amud Zayin, Amud Aleph. It's saying in the, in, the, in the Talmud. That uh, that Baruch Hu mitpalel, that God pray as well. It's written God pray as well. Now, how can you say that God pray as well? I mean, it's God. How can He pray? How can the Kadosh Baruch Hu pray? So He said it's it said that the Kadosh Baruch Hu is using your neck, is using your throat, is using your vocal cord, and through you, this is His pray. So He say Rofshit to say ah, God using my 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 neck, God using my neck, and He praying. To me, so I have to pray. So I'm praying to make sure that those three things will happen. Now, those three things, my friend, you're using them all the time. Remember them. Let me repeat them again so you will memorize it and write it down or listen to my recording later. Tomorrow it will be on YouTube. So please listen to that part, okay? First, I'm nobody, but my grandparents were great. Second, within me, there is a spark of God. Okay? Every time you feel down, remember those three things. And third, it says that God is praying from the neck of a person, and the neck is God praying to my neck. Every time you are in a situation when you feel nervous, afraid, lonely, not sure, going for a date and you're not sure if that's going to be working or not, you always go with those three things. Master of the world and the grand-grand-grandson of Avraham Yitzhak Yaakov. i tell you a story. There is a lady named Michelle. She lives in Los Angeles. And uh, she got uh, pregnant, first pregnancy, and she called me. She said, I'm really nervous. I need to come to the hospital. I said, my wife is with you, I think. So now I really need you. You teach me for so many years, and I listen to your lecture. Can you? Don't mind. So it's 11 p.m., no problem. We're going to do it in LA. So we're going to the hospital. She said, give me something to think about, some meditation. Give me something. I said, well, there is only one meditation when a woman gives birth. He said to God, Master of the world, I'm adding one more person 
to Avraham, Yitzchak ויעקב, grandchildren. She said that's it, I said that's it, just say it. Fifteen minutes later she gave birth like, like that. <laughs> she called me now, she invited me to, to California, this is why those of you who saw that I left, uh, to the Brit, they have a second boy, Bar Hashem. So the boy, you know, the Brit, so in the Brit she's saying, Eliyahu, you know what I say? So what did you say? I say, I say the same thing. It took five minutes to deliver. So all the women who are pregnant or will be pregnant or want to have children or grandchildren, remember this. We are the kids of Avram, Yitzhak, Yaakov. Come proud like this. Second, I have the nitzots. I have the spark within me, say the Rothschild. It's in me. Shalosh, I know God is praying through my uh, my neck, okay? I know it's a lot of information I'm sharing tonight, and usually it's a lot, but I want to share it because it's, I will do it as short as I can the next part. So the next thing that I want to share with you is, you know that on Avdalah, usually we look at our nails. You know about it, right? You know about looking at the nails in Avdalah? How many of you do Avdalah? Let, let's start with that. How many of you do Avdalah? Wonderful. You do it at home or you do it in the synagogue? Both. Both. How many of you do it at home? Good. By the way, do Avdala at home is taking care of your money. If you want money, Avdala. Avdala is a money. Avdala will teach you. One day we'll do Avdala together. I'll show you all the secret. Huh? No, no. Come. Come to synagogue. If you're going to synagogue, it's good. It's good to donate the bottle of wine of the Avdala. If you want to see Parnassah, tell the rabbi of the synagogue, say, from now on, I'm the one who's paying for the wine. And nobody allowed to pay for the grape juice or the wine for the Abdallah. It's mine. Nobody allowed. Then you, for sure, your business will go crazy, like up like crazy. Remember that. Abdallah is the source of all your physicality for the next week. And it's amazing. Abdallah is a one time we will do it together because then I can show you what to do with the candle, what type of candle, what Adasim, there is a lot of secret. Can't see what. What do you do? Why do you say that You look you look at the nails. What do you mean when do you say? You don't say anything when you do that. Huh? Can it was a skin and it was a nails. That's what you say? Okay. Sion, I think what Sion meant to say that the original body of Adam and Eve used to look like nails. Could not or the aleph. It was it was a garment of light. So it was the entire body was nails. It wasn't it wasn't skin. The skin was a donation of who? Who was who was the skin? Who give us this skin? Snake. Snake. That's when somebody motzi lashonara motzi. Somebody speak lashonara. What does it say? Get leprosy. Motzi shemra metzora. Metzora means leprosy. So it's motzi shemra. Somebody who speaks bad behind people's back. It's affected the skin. Why? Because the first creature to speak Lashonara was snake. So that's why it is always the snake. Yeah, I'm giving you a lot of information. Anyway, what's this, the point has to do with confrontation? Shh. Let me, let me, and soon five minutes, five minutes, I'm finishing it, and we get into short meditation. Few people call why we stop the meditation. I stop because I like to talk more than I like to meditate, I guess. <laughs> so when you look at the nails, nails is the memory of who you really are. That's who you really are. That's the last memory of Adam the Chava. Zeh, Adam the Chava. Zeh, what going to the grave? 
That doesn't go together. It stays. I don't know if you know that. Nail stay. Some people think the nails grow. It doesn't grow. It just the, the, the meat uh, um, become more condensed. Maybe I, that's a nice word to say. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to say the other words. So the idea here, it's a vet Yehuda shalach leorot. It's a, the Uda is send Yehuda to teach. Yehuda represent the concept that spirituality come before physicality. It's written when a human being is coming in front of God after you die. I don't know if you know that people meant to die. You're aware of that? They meant to die. Why? Because there is, there is a far, there is mitzvah of being dead in the grave. So what about Tchiyat Ametim? What about resurrection of the dead? That's not the body of Tchiyat Ametim. There is another body waiting for you. There's another perfect body waiting for you. When the time comes, they give you the other body. This body is only there to bother you. There's one mission for this body, to destroy you from not being spiritual. That's the mission of this body. You're going to feed the chicken lo mein and egg roll and everything, and you're going to do sport and six-pack. There's two ways to deal with that body. Eat a lot, sport a lot. But it's all about the body in the end. Or do both. Some people eat and do sport at the same time. You know? The idea of looking at the nails and how it's connected to confrontation, uh, when a human being is going to heaven, there is a machloket between two Talmud, Masachet Sanhedrin, Masachet Shabbat. It's written that first you will be judged for not making the business correctly. Nasata be'emuna, meaning you, you make the business. And in a different opinion, it's written, Kavata uh, la Torah. Did you make some time to study Torah, to study spirituality? Those are the two first questions. You pass those two questions, they can ask you the rest. You don't, the exit on your left, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? This way and bad news. But those are the two questions. How good you are in business with people? Are you cheating? Are you for real? Second, are you spiritual? Two questions. I mean, if you think about those two questions, it's the whole bottom line of this life. You know, people can be nice. In the end of the day, what's happening in this area? Do you really care? Do you really love? Do you really want to do good for the other person? Or do you really want really to cheat that person? And then come the essence of spirituality, which is how long actually you study. Now, what is this to do with confrontation? Yehuda, Yehuda, representing the whole concept of confronting your selfish behavior, of not doing it, of being lazy. So when it says, that, that Leorot, Yaakov sent Yehuda to become the one who guide, it will be forever. Yehuda will be eventually, the Yehuda will be Mashiach ben David. Yehuda will be the Sanhedrin. Yehuda will be Lishkata Gazit. All the places of rabbis, all the places of teachers, to teach us there is two ways that you can have a good life. One, create a perfect business and then study. Second, create a great way of study with your teacher, whoever your mentor or teacher is, one-on-one, -on -one, once a week at least. Study. And that will create also the business and money. You have to ask yourself, again, this question is a tough question, but every person has to have one person to go to, to study once a week, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, on the phone, on Zoom, on something. It's gotta, gotta be. If you don't have time, get a group. I have a group and girls from Stern that call me usually on Monday. We do a lecture. 
have done a group in Alea on Friday. There's a group of 25 people from Alea. We study, even if it's five minutes. At least you did your study. Of course, if you do it daily, it's opening everything. The question, are you ready to confront your inner self and say, I'm starting. Last thing about confrontation. The last thing about confrontation, it's something that most people don't know. You know, a lot of people uh, give charity, give, uh, what's another word, uh, contribution, what we call tzedakah, but unfortunately don't know how to give it. I'm not talking about the amount. You can give one coin, but you have to know how to give the one coin. The coin that you give, try to imagine this, please remember that, it's very important. The coin, you, you know Hebrew letter? How many of you don't know the Hebrew letter? Don't be shy, it's okay, it's okay, okay. No, no, okay. So there is a letter called Yud. It's a very small letter called Yud. So the coin, the money, is Yud. How many fingers we have in the hand? Five. What is the fifth letter of the Hebrew letter? Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, A. So A. So now we have the coin is Yud. Five finger is hey. What do we get? Yud and hey, right? Now, the receiver and as arm, right? We have the arm, which is Vav. We have the five finger of the receiver, which is also hey. What do we get together? Yud, K, Vav, K, the name of God. That's our person need to give tzedakah. What is has to do with confrontation? Is each person have to ask themselves, are you overly spending or are you overly cheap? You need to know who you are. Being cheap is a disease that will hurt you. Being overly spending is not appreciation your money. You cannot do it too. The Gemara talk about it. You cannot be Michigan with the money. Ah, let me give, let me help, let me give. Let... It's an ego, it's just ego. Just ego, ah, let me pay for that meal. Why you want to pay for the meal? To show off to who exactly? Or you're too cheap. When it's time for the check to come out, you go into the bathroom. I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> stomach, the food's so bad. I gotta... And then you come back, what happened? Is it okay? Usually that's the face, everything okay? Yeah. Cheap. Now, cheap person, according to Melech Shlomo, King Solomon say, I saw a bad disease under the sun. And he call it Kamtsanut. Uh, it's a machala. He doesn't call it bad behavior, by the way. It's called machala, disease. It's a disease that the person has, he cannot feel that he has enough. It's never enough. It's never enough. Never enough. I want another million and another and another and another and more and more. And the person is now 75. Now what? Well, um, uh, more. Be large. Giving money doesn't make you always not cheap. I want to make sure you understand that. Sometimes people give a very big amount of tzedakah, but they cannot give love. But they cannot give a hug. They cannot write a postcard. They cannot share emotions. So giving money, for them it's easy. Writing a check. Here it is. You got to find out, are you in a giving mode? Are you in a giving mode? Giving mode is all the time to make sure that I'm giving. Always make sure that I'm giving. If you're not in a mode of giving, then it's very difficult to get into a real spiritual confrontation with your soul. A true confrontation is against the body that don't let you be as spiritual as you're meant to be. And for that reason, you need to learn to share. You don't have money, you have time. You don't have time, you have love. You don't have love, then uh, 
you're fooling yourself. You're lying to yourself. Everybody has something to give. Don't, don't say, I don't have money. So you have time. Go volunteers. Go help in the hospital. Go do something. You don't have time. Then say to people, text them, I love you. I miss you. I like the cake from last week. It was amazing. Be nice. Share something. Don't dry yourself out. Don't become a kvetch. Don't become a raisin. You know, be a little bit kind. Be, be nice. When people don't share, not only they become boring, they become people that they... The vibration around them, it's not fun to be next to them. It's not fun. I know a lot of people who give a lot of money, but still, there is no sharing aspect in their soul. Many of them. No sharing aspect of the soul. And I know people who don't give a lot of money, not give a lot of money, but they're always sharing all the time. Always sharing. I remember that uh, I had a meeting with someone and uh, uh, he heard where I'm coming from. So he sent me, he has, he's not poor, he's not rich, so he sent me his driver. I said, no, don't say your driver. So the way I can make it, as Uber says. So no, 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 I'm insist. Then when I come, he put the chair, he does all the sharing that possible. Maybe he doesn't give millions of dollars, but he do the best that he can to make you feel good. That's a true confrontation with your soul. You want to know how high level you are? Ask yourself two, two questions. Are you a sharing person? Second question. What is the second question? After you ask yourself, are you a sharing person? What would be the next question to know really who you are? Huh? Yeah, but that, that's obviously the opposite. Like uh, Gemini or something. <laughs> You're Gemini? Oh, of course. Right away, the Gemini. Whoa, two poles. Hey, yay, yay. <laughs> Sivan. I know Sivan very well. I have a master in Sivan. Okay. You have to ask yourself, you have to ask yourself, am I a sharing person? And then the second question, I mean, it could be 20 more questions about your personality. Uh, am I capable, am I capable to love, like what I said in the beginning, a person who I'm not into? Am I able to develop a new relationship with a person that I'm not into? And if you cannot do that, then what are you? You gotta have one human being in life that you're not into them. You gotta be one person who bother you. But don't hate them. Some people who bother you. Like like my brother-in-law, when I used to visit Israel, he used to like to hold my cheek. That's what he does all the time. That, that hello, hello. And I couldn't stand it. It's not nice. I had to find a way to him. I had to find a way. We are friends now. It took me time. How long? Eight years. So it's a long time. Eight years. I know. I know. It doesn't sound a successful story, but it, it's good in the end. Anyway, guys, thank you for coming. I know you have a lot of other great things to do, but you choose to come here. So I really appreciate that.